You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Special weekend edition of the show as our player countdown series rolls on here on a Saturday. We're talking about the greatest players to wear the number 82 in BYU history as we count you down towards BYU and Utah kicking off the college football season. Some great names among this list. One that stands out above all others, I feel like, and we'll get to that here in just a minute. And also some thoughts on the addition of Brandon Everett. Averett, Averett, I don't know how you pronounce it correctly. We'll find out at some point, I'm sure. But he's decided to sign with the BYU basketball program as a graduate transfer and join the team for this upcoming season. We'll talk a little bit about him as well. So a lot to get to on a weekend edition of the podcast. And without further ado, let's get to it. Special weekend edition of the Locked on Cougars podcast begins right now. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Welcome on into a bonus weekend edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast as our player countdown continues here as we get you ready for BYU and Utah kicking off the season 82 days away from today. It's crazy. It's, it feels like it's flying by, but it needs to hurry up. I, I, I can tell you that much. I'm really hoping to see some BYU football in the near future, and that's an exciting time to really consider what's going on. But Talking about the greatest players with the number 82 in BYU history brings on an interesting list of finalists that we put up. And a reminder for you guys that the fan vote on this is actually coming from our Twitter feed. So if you're on Twitter, make sure to follow the show. Locked on Cougars is the handle. You also can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the same handle. Make sure to follow along so you never miss the latest when it comes to the podcast and also BYU sports. But the fan vote, we had four finalists as we normally do with this. And it was an interesting group uh, led by Chuck Cutler, a standout wide receiver for BYU. Uh, two linebackers made this list as well. Bill Dvorak, as well as Larry Miller. And then Kane Akua Friel, the former tight end for the BYU football program, was our final of the four finalists on this list. And the fan vote in this actually came out relatively close uh, in terms of two guys in particular. And that is Akane Akua Friel, as well as Chuck Cutler. Kind of went back and forth throughout the period of this as we waited to see what the final votes came in as. But it looked, Akane Akua Friel put up a battle. 38.3% of the vote as of recording. I believe there were just a few minutes left on this, but uh, Chuck Cutler finishing with 41.5% of the vote. So Chuck Cutler is the greatest player, according to the fans, to have worn the number 82. Larry Miller coming in in third place with 11.7% and Bill Dvorak finishing with 8.5%. So good representation, I felt like, across the board in this, but Chuck Cutler takes the cake uh, when it comes to the greatest player to wear this number, according to the fans. And I'm going to agree with you guys on this. I think Chuck Cutler is a very worthy candidate. Finishes BYU career, according to what I'm seeing, 97 career receptions, 1,496 yards. More importantly, 64 of the receptions he had, as well as just over 1,000 yards, 1,039 yards, and 10 touchdowns of the 13 career touchdowns he had. All came in a breakout 1988 season. A very impressive year, no doubt. But Chuck Cutler, a former Snow College transfer to BYU, originally from Alta High School, I think it was a good selection. Other guys that finished the finalists, uh, Bill Dvorak had 154 career tackles in his own right. Uh, so, excuse me, I apologize. It, that was, yeah, Bill Dvorak. Larry uh, 
Miller are very close uh, in terms of the yard, the numbers he put up as well. And then Kaneakua Friel, only 491 yards on 48 career receptions, but a good player, no, no doubt, out of Kaneohe, Hawaii, and Kamehameha High School. And But... Uh, <laughs> I just I look at it and I think Chuck Cutler, despite it being kind of a one-year breakout campaign for him, you would think if he would have had maybe another year of eligibility, he probably would put up some pretty monster statistics. And to have a 64 reception, 1,000-yard season with 10 touchdowns, man, there are not many of those in BYU football history. So Chuck Cutler is our selection, is the greatest player over the number 82 in BYU history on today's podcast. You're probably also wondering who wears number 82 currently for BYU. Well, there are two players on the offensive side of the ball currently listed at 82, and that is wide receiver Talmadge Gunther, originally from Lone Peak High School, a quarterback there, came to BYU, is now converted to playing wide receiver at 5'11", 190 pounds. I think Gunther is a sneaky good athlete that BYU fans might be impressed with if he gets his opportunity to show what he can do. The issue he faces is there are a lot, there's a lot of young talent at wide receiver for BYU he's going to have to battle against there's no doubt about that but he is a guy that I would be totally comfortable with putting on the field because you know he's just a good football player he's a freshman this coming season I came home from a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from Harare, Zimbabwe. And I think that he's going to be a guy to keep an eye on. He's a walk-on to the football program, if I'm not mistaken, still. But plenty of talent and plenty of ability, I feel like, from Talmadge Gunther. And here's hoping he gets his opportunity to show what he can do. Also wearing the number 82 is a guy we talked about earlier on this past week in our tight end preview series. You can read it. Uh, read the written write-up of that preview series at 1280thezone.com. We also talked about this on Wednesday. Bentley Hanshaw, return missionary from Moore Park High School in Moore Park, California. 6'6", 220 pounds. His father, Tim Hanshaw, played for BYU. Went on to play in the NFL for the San Francisco 49ers for, for a time. And Bentley... This year at 6'6", 220, probably not going to be your uh, highly anticipated tight end to really take a lot of reps. If he spent the COVID-19 downtime putting on some weight, I think it could help him. But I think more than likely, Hanshaw this year, the goal is probably to let him play in the four games he's allowed to due to the NCAA rules that allow you to have four games and keep your red shirt intact, and then work on getting his body in shape and then being a contributor in 2021 and beyond. As we talked about on the podcast earlier this week, there's a lot of young talent at BYU, and especially in the tight end room. And the hope is that they can have some of those guys really step out this season. But I feel like Bentley Hanshaw, just coming off a mission and trying to pack on those pounds, that he's going to need to succeed at tight end. 220 pounds with a 6'6 frame, and I've seen Bentley. He's got a frame that can hold more weight than that. He needs to pack on some pounds before I think he really does have the impact he hopes to have in a BYU uniform. So those are the two players wearing the number 82 currently, and I think it's going to be a fun year ahead. I hope that both Talmadge Gunther and Bentley Hanshaw get their opportunity to show what they can do, but also the greatest player to wear the number 82 in BYU history. Not Talmadge Gunther or Bentley Hanshaw quite yet. It could become them at some point down the road if they stay with that number and also have a standout career. But Chuck Cutler... The greatest cougar by both the fan vote and my personal vote, Jake Hatch's endorsement as of Chuck Cutler as the best player to win the number 82 in BYU history. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to talk a little bit about a BYU basketball note. Uh, Brandon Averett from UVU committing to the BYU basketball program as a graduate transfer from Utah Valley University. 
Big pickup for the BYU basketball program. We'll hit that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, reminder for you guys that our, our sponsor here on the podcast today is our good friends at Built Bar. If you go to builtbar.com, use the promo code Locked On, you can save ten dollars off your first order at builtbar.com. Built Bars are revolutionizing how protein bars are perceived by everybody and anybody. Check them out, guys. You will legitimately crave these protein bars. They taste like a candy bar, and I'm not even kidding about that. I am dead serious. Like I said, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Get $10 off that first order, and let Built Bar change the way you think about fitness as well as protein bars. That's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. All right, let's take a minute here and talk about some big news that came out last night. Is That, that is Brandon Averett from UVU, Averett, Averett. Hopefully I'm pronouncing it correctly regardless. We'll kind of flip-flop that name until I find out for sure what it is. I'm guessing it's Averett, but we'll find out on that. But he announced last night on social media that he is committing to the BYU basketball program as a graduate transfer, expecting to join the BYU uh, program this coming fall for the 2020-2021 season under Mark Pope's direction. Averett has a long-standing relationship with Mark Pope as well as Chris Burgess. Uh, they coached him at UVU, recruited him to come to UVU as a transfer from Oklahoma State originally. He redshirted the final year that Mark Pope was at UVU before a good season this past year for UVU. 12.8 points per game, landed on the WAC all-newcomer team for his efforts. Really was a steady player for UVU as they had an up-and-down season under Mark Madsen in his first year as head coach. But now he moves on. He'll be joining BYU as a graduate transfer, and I look forward to seeing what he can do. Averett's not a big dude. Averett, Averett, five foot eleven. Uh, I think is generous. He's probably five foot ten, five foot nine. But I'm telling you guys, this is a powerhouse of a young man. He has the ability to get up and throw it down. You probably saw it on social media when he was in Oklahoma State. He posted an absolute facial on an unsuspecting defender. He's got athleticism you don't expect to see from a guy of his size, but he has the ability, I think, to really be an impact player for BYU. Do I think he starts for BYU? I absolutely expect him to contend for a starting spot with the Cougars, but this year it's going to be an interesting setup because there is a lot of talent at a lot of different positions that could challenge for playing time, if not starts, in BYU's uh, rotation this year. I think the front court's absolutely loaded. Now it's going to be a debate of, okay, is Jesse Wade healthy? Is Alex Barcelo a true point guard? Is Brandon Averett going to be that? It's really going to kind of be our primary ball handler. The nice part about having a guy like Brandon Averett come into the BYU basketball program is you know he's a steady presence. He understands what it's all about. It's a business decision for him to come to BYU and play for the coaches he originally committed to at UVU. And he's hoping to go out on a high note. There's no doubt about that. Like I said, his athleticism, his ability to really guide a team and score buckets it's a great pickup. There's no doubt about it. And I think Jake Toulson actually might've given the best endorsement of Averett on social media last night. Uh, Toulson obviously just finished his eligibility after being a graduate transfer from UVU in his own right. He said that Averett during his redshirt year, so we're going back two years, was the best player that UVU had on their roster, according to a guy like Jake Toulson, who, by the way, that season was the WAC player of the year. It's a pretty big endorsement, and I think this is a big-time pickup for BYU. He does need to finish some coursework to graduate in time uh, to join BYU, but I'm expecting that won't be necessarily too big of a challenge. And once he's on campus at BYU, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. I think he's absolutely got the talent to be an impact player for the BYU football program. 
Now, it's just a matter of him going out and proving us all right. That's the biggest thing about it. You want to see him show what he can do. And obviously, he's hoping to have the starring role or have a big role on a successful team that could launch him into more professional prospects, etc. But this is going to be a team, and it's going to go as a team for BYU basketball. Because like I said, there's a lot of talent at a lot of different positions. And a guy like Averett has to understand coming in, guess what? You might not average 12 points per game here at BYU, but I can guarantee you this. You're going to have a more successful season if you sacrifice a few of those shots, a few of those statistics to teammates to help really build a strong season. BYU put together a top 25 caliber season, rising as high as number 14 in the rankings this past year. Who would have thought that was coming? This coming season... I'm not necessarily going to guess that BYU is going to be a top 25 caliber team, but is it out of the question for them? No. They've got to go out and prove it, obviously, like this past year's team did, but should they do that? Absolutely. They're going to they're going to be a team that's going to have, cho- not the chops, they're going to get the pub that they deserve, and we'll see what happens. But I think Brandon Averett overall is a solid addition for BYU. Last piece of this roster, it appears, is the announcement of Caleb Lohner at some point. I think it's a matter of getting it rubber stamped by the NCAA with him getting released from his national letter of intent with Utah and then signing with BYU. Obviously, there are things, there's paperwork that needs to be filed in order, etc. So don't hold your breath that Lohner's coming in the next day or two, but soon enough, he will be signing with the BYU football, uh, not BYU football program, the BYU basketball program. And I'm looking at this roster, and on paper, it looks extremely tough. So we'll find out uh, how things go. But I think the pickup of a guy like Brandon Averett is a solid addition. It's a strong addition. I think it's going to make BYU all that much more dangerous this coming season. All right, that'll do it for this weekend edition of the podcast. We'll have more with Brandon Averett on Monday's edition of the podcast. Some more thoughts on after I talk to a few more people, maybe even talk to Brandon himself. I'm efforting to get his number. So we'll see what we can do. But a big thank you once again for all of your continued support of the podcast. It's a ton of fun to have you guys joining us each and every day. Hopefully you guys enjoy these weekend editions of the podcast. A little shorter than our normal editions kind of around the 15-minute mark, but we still have a lot of fun regardless, and they're packed full of information. So hopefully you're enjoying them as much as I enjoy bringing them to you. Have a great rest of your weekend whenever you hear this. We'll be back tomorrow with another special player countdown edition of the podcast. One of the greats in BYU history we need to talk about tomorrow on day number 81. We'll get to that. Marion Probert Appreciation Day tomorrow on the podcast. And a big thank you once again for downloading this show. Like I said, have a great rest of your weekend. We will talk to you guys again tomorrow.